Welcome, welcome one and all. And tonight you're tuned into my show, Case by Case. You're here with attorney at law, Roxanne Bailey. And today is the fourth episode. Yes, that's correct. Today is February 26, 2020. It's also an Ash Wednesday night. And so there's a lot going on tonight. So for those persons who are outside of Jamaica, today is a national um holiday here in jamaica it's also the beginning of length and so um we as christians or of the christian religion observe a lot of things around this time of the year so i would just like to stop to say um congratulations to all the christians all persons of the christianity religion um may the peace of the lord be with you this season this length season all right um now in keeping with this length season we're talking about constitutionality and the law um i have gotten many calls many requests and answer um i'm sorry many questions rather on the police stop and search and whether I think it is legal what they're doing and what it is if at all what is the right and correct procedure for police stop and search and so I thought it prudent of me and best to undertake um, that discussion for this week's episode now um, Tonight's show is going to be a very exciting show. I have um, a guest here with me tonight, Mr. Ronaldo McNeil. So later on, further down in the show, we'll be discussing this whole issue of constitutionality, police stop and search. What about the zones of special emergency? What about the state of emergencies? What, if any, is the constitutionality of them? What is right and what is not right? What is unjust? And citizens rights, duties and responsibilities versus the police rights, duties and responsibilities. Now, I'd just like to say from the outset that um, I'm not a criminal lawyer. I'm not a criminal lawyer, but my guest here on the show, he is a current practicing criminal attorney at law. And so he will be um, engaging the discussion here tonight and providing the legal information. I'm only here to facilitate it. All right. So I know personally, are very excited for tonight's show and so with that excitement bubbling up the show case by case will be right back after this short break there listeners you're tuned into case by case with attorney at law roxanne bailey now this is a show where it's consistently gaining traction and now has established listenership in jamaica the united states of america canada and the united kingdom yes you've heard me correctly now are you dedicated to promoting a specific product service or campaign do you want to place a local or international advertisement on my show case by case well send me an email at roxannebailey22 at gmail.com that's r-o-x-a-n-n-e-b-a-i-l-e-y 22 at gmail.com or text whatsapp me or call at 876-340-7738 to arrange for your advertisement placement on the show
Welcome back, welcome back, listeners. You are tuned into my show, Case by Case, and you are here with me. Tonight is a special episode. Um, as promised last week, it's a very exciting episode, and I'm here with a, a very good colleague of mine, Mr. Ronaldo McNeil. Um, let me just give you a little introduction about Mr. McNeil. Mr. McNeil is an attorney at law who practices in both the civil and criminal aspects, and he operates his law firm on 52 Duke Street, Suite 1. So, so, so for those persons who need a criminal lawyer, even a civil lawyer, they know where to check out Mr. McNeil. Now, today, um, I've been getting questions on the show about um, this special operation, zones of special operations and the state of emergency and whether it is really constitutionally correct in law and what, if any, um, are the rights of citizens, especially in these zones and, and persons entering these zones. So tonight I'm here to bring the legal information to you and I'm going to bring that through Mr. McNeil himself. All right, good night, Mr. McNeil. Good night, Roxanne. All right, thank you for being on the show. I'm really excited for tonight's episode, and I know that person did as well. Um, so where do we begin, though? Um, let's, I believe the foundation should be the Constitution. Um, and we all know that the Constitution um, provides certain rights and freedoms to citizens, right? Mm -hmm. So... What are these constitutional rights guaranteed to citizens in Jamaica? All right. Roxanne, first and foremost, thanks for having mm -hmm. me on your show. Well, it's a very nice show. You're welcome. All right. To Thank you. The, the constitution. The constitution is what gives uh -huh. civilization its background. It is what tells right. the government how far they can go and what inalienable mm -hmm. rights persons have that cannot be mm -hmm. obstructed yes. by any means. So freedom mm -hmm. of speech, freedom of movement, the freedom to yes. congregate, if you might put it. Yes. Freedom of press. These are all the rights that are guaranteed on every citizen of Jamaica. However, the Constitution has certain limitations where you might know, Roxanne, from... Mm -hmm. Um, your practice that in cases of national emergency, health emergency, mm -hmm. anything that might affect the the whole country, the constitution can impose certain limitations on those rights. But do mm -hmm. not forget, although limitations might apply to these rights, it can't be mm -hmm. abused. So you might have a constitutionally yes. correct um, arrest that turn illegal mm -hmm. because it is now being abused. For example, police detain him correctly okay. for suspicion of whatever he mm -hmm. might say. You want him argue and him start mm -hmm. to, to beat up the man. So you see, I can't right. correct arrest because security is a part of the constitution. The security constitution yes. makes provision for the judiciary. The judiciary, the police yeah. officer is a part of that. He helps to enforce whatever law might be. But the mm -hmm. way he's doing his job sometimes come across so unconstitutional, excessiveness, right. and abuse is what can create 
a whole legal problem in constitutional matter. And that is often ignored in Jamaica because honestly, I'm going to be straight with you from criminal practice. Jamaicans have yeah. this, it all right mentality. Report the police officer. There's a lot of avenues they can go. There's Indicom. Indicom can't wait for more reports. <laughs> I know that for sure. <laughs> but Jamaicans are so scared of the system. Everything is mm-hmm. all right. It's a clear and blatant abuse. And sometimes as an attorney, you have to intervene and tell the officer that he cannot do that. And stop dealing with the young man like that. And stop dealing with people like that. Yeah. And it's been going on because the law appeared. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got some I got some comments from some listeners. And I got one from um her name is Lucy. And she says that I thought the zones, the zone of special operations, I believe she's talking about here, would solve the problem. But when I hear that, um, well, I believe she was talking about initially when it was declared, when, when there was only two zones that was declared. At a given time, I realized that we will all suffer as which two communities they are going to lock down when the entire island is under plague. So they will keep a handful of people safe while the criminals run wild. Um, in, in relation to that, though, um, Ronaldo, what really is the purpose of a zone of special operations? Let's start from there. And then I believe that the listeners will better under, um, appreciate the purpose for it. Right. Because mm-hmm. I know that zone of special operations, it was declared from what 2017 i believe mm-hmm. uh, and uh, i believe that uh, they had said that with the introduction of the zones of special operations uh, it was uh, really procured for vulnerable communities mm-hmm. and uh, initially it was uh, for um the rampant criminality and gang warfare that was escalating at the time mm-hmm. And and so we we have seen now since 2017 until today, right, that these zones of special operations are still in effect to know where they have the state of emergency. Mm-hmm. Now, some people might believe that the zones of special operations and the state of emergencies are one and the same. But um, certainly from my understanding, they are two different aspects. Now, could you explain, though, for the listeners, what's the difference between the zones of special operations and the state of emergency? All right. The state of emergency carry a higher level of security. The state of emergency would be something like what the Americans would call martial law. That is like a lot. Martial law? It would be, it's a a lesser version of it. Martial law is usually when the the, the country is in disaster. The state of emergency is not that exactly, you know, but it's like a version Uh of it. So the country is declaring that and they're admitting by instituting um, state of emergency that there's an obvious crime problem. What mm-hmm. crime is happening in Jamaica is like a hopscotch. Lockdown, Kingston, yeah. the criminal them gonna St. Andrew. Lockdown, St. Andrew, the criminal them gonna Montego mm-hmm. Bay. Lockdown, Montego Bay, them gonna Clarendon. So mm-hmm. it's a temporary fix to a permanent problem. Temporary fix, meaning that 
you are disrupting ordinary citizens' life. Yeah. So let me not stray too far. The difference, the state of emergency <laughs> is a higher level of security where you'll see the immediate presence of soldiers and police. They're doing inspections of different houses. They're doing searches for guns and ammunition. These are a higher tension areas. Mm -hmm. Zone of special operations are more like where you'll say checkpoints. Meaning okay. that those, those zones are more under monitoring. There is not, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of curfew. There's not a lot of crackdown. Okay. So it is escalated from uh, special operation into state of emergency. And in reality, state of emergency and these tools that are being used, these are using countries where there's epic war zone where um, basically government and civilization is breaking down and the government to grapple with the, the widespread, you'd call it a situation of civil war. Mm -hmm. where the government needs to take immediate action to control the population because what they do is that they crack down on certain rights. There's no longer the freedom of movement. They can institute no curfews. Yeah. Zone of special operation, there's not necessarily a curfew. It's mm -hmm. just that there's monitoring. So when it goes to a higher level of state of emergency now, they'll have curfews, yeah. you'll see patrols. It is just so intense. But would but some people might say though that based on the criminality, certainly with since the start of the year in Jamaica, um the the state of of emergency is a necessary tool. Um what what do you think about that though? Because I well I, I am of a different opinion. Um I actually don't see where the state of emergency is working. And I believe that the government should approach a different tactic. But some people might say that it is working. Um, but what do you say about that, though? As I say, Roxanne, first and foremost, mm -hmm. as I've said, and I will emphasize again, it's a temporary yeah. fix to a permanent problem. I see what they're trying to do with some of their initiative, which... You, you can give them credit for, but you would still give them a failing grade. So let's say you're going to mark the test, mm -hmm. but they're still going to fail the exam. They're trying initiatives like putting in social workers in the community. So while they're cracking down on crime, they're trying to reinforce proper education, um, the need for employment, skill training. Yes, you're going to give the guy a welding mm -hmm. skill. You're going to give him carpentry skill, but where is the job? Where mm -hmm. is the job? You're going to make him a builder. Where is the job? Giving skills mm -hmm. without jobs, it's, it makes no sense. The reality is that they spend so much Let's stick up in right there. With that said, don't move. Case by case, we'll be right back. have a question that you want answered do you want legal information that you're not getting well 
send in a voice note, send in an email, or text, WhatsApp me, or call me at my number 340-7738 for that legal information. Join me on the show, listen to my podcast, and be very well informed. That is Case by Case coming to you each and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. sharp. So, as I was saying, Roxanne, mm-hmm. employment is the yes. major issue. Poverty, the major issue. I'm not mm-hmm. going to even touch on the point of politics because I don't want much to happen to your podcast at this time. So, we'll just <laughs> stick on the, on the well known issues. Good old me. Good old cousin, <sighs> cousin problem. So, yes. lack of employment and poverty. Mm-hmm. That serious motivation to crime. Mm-hmm. And as I've mentioned before, all the criminals are doing is moving from one place where there's a crackdown and go where mm-hmm. there's a um, better, better parish where there's low crime and them can go on to hide out. So to answer your question, one thing is that it is it is constitutional, it is yes. not highly illegal. But the way it's mm-hmm. been carried out from my experience is that mm-hmm. there's a lot of illegality. One All right, I'm glad you mentioned your experience, though, because that's the next area that I want to touch on. Because as a criminal lawyer, I know that you would have um, been interact- interactive with a lot of clients who have been affected by the states of emergency, zones of special operations, and even even um, the, the, just interacting with the police themselves, they would have fallen. They would have fallen prey to these to these aspects. Now, based on your practice, though, what have you observed have been the recurrent mm-hmm. or um by by far the, the, the major concerns of citizens when it comes to the police and the zones of special operations and the state of emergencies that you know as a lawyer have to defend them against I'm 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 going to I'm going to summarize the point and make uh-huh. it into a couple of words. It is hard okay. to be poor in Jamaica. The poor mm-hmm. have the worst and police are targeting poor people. Mm-hmm. If you but why do you say the police are targeting the poor people though? When they go, you, you, you have never seen you have never seen a business owner being subjected under the state of emergency. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying because if you, you are the poor have it worse. Owner, if you are the, if you're a business owner, you won't even see inside of a police car. <laughs> they allow you to drive your own vehicle to the police station for questioning. Mm-hmm. You get so much privilege. The state of emergency will say a group of guys. These guys yeah. are just on the corner. The van drives mm-hmm. up. Put seven mm-hmm. or eight them in the van. No reasonable yeah. suspicion. Yes. No questions. Mm-hmm. However, the system or the government will say that the, the police has reasonable suspicion between, because these men might be gunmen. Mm-hmm. But, in a normal state of law, the police would need reasonable suspicion. 
she would need information to act on. The state of emergency and Zoso is no much different. They need reasonable suspicion and they need information. But because the way it is, well, probably the way their superior communicated to them, it is the lack of whoever and show them in a jail. Mm -hmm. I have questions them later. I've had mm -hmm. a gentleman. A house next to next to him is being searched. Right. It's coming outside. Police who held on to him. Mm -hmm. the van. This man has been over Tamarind Farm, one of the places they keep the persons um, for the state Locked. of emergency. Locked up. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Gentleman was in custody for about 23 days. What? 23 days? Is that constitutional though? That is when, when... all levels. It is unconstitutional. But when you talk about lock up though, Ronaldo, I'm so I'm sorry to 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 custody. Well, lock up we call it was not jailing there really, you know. Him not even have uh -huh. got court yet. But under the state of emergency, there's a lot of things that is just not clear. It, there isn't a guideline. There isn't, they, they're, they're attempting to put together, like uh, you'd call it a council, where persons right. would have oversight with superintendents and different representatives. But it is, there is so much frustration is it in it as an attorney that yes. it is just a complete circle. This superintendent sent you to that superintendent. This superintendent sent you to that person. That person sent you to that person. Mm -hmm. And what is the real information they have on this gentleman other than him walking up and down outside of his house? His crime is just to be poor. And, in, and living in an inner city. That is the reality of it. I am not saying that they're not genuinely bad persons out there. Right. But the genuine gunman them gone at Manchester already, gone at Clarendon. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're basically saying that they would have missed the essence and the purpose they, for which they, they have world. long gone missed the essence. All they, right. Let's, let's, let's backtrack a little, uh, Rani, because I feel like you're getting very, very, you know, emotional about the topic and I really, I really appreciate that. But let's backtrack a little. Back to foundations, though. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the police's duties and responsibilities versus the citizens' rights, duties, and responsibilities. Now, as it relates to... Well, I've always been told since I was a little girl, even before I became a lawyer, um, that when you are approached by a police officer, you should be calm, you should be respectful, um, you should not run away and you should not appear as though you are guilty, right? But on the other hand, when the police officers, well, I know that in well undergoing training, they would have been told or trained that when they are approaching a citizen, they shouldn't use force, certainly excessive force, if they are supposed to question, request, demand or command the, um, the citizen to do certain things, right? Because the citizens have a right to remain silent understand but we have often seen that this has been abused now what i want you to outline for me though and for the listeners purposes um the usual legal procedure that should be followed 
um, in relation to when um, a police officer approaches, stop, stops a citizen, a citizen and approaches that citizen in relation to questioning or under any apprehension or suspicion at all. What is it that the, the police officer should do by law? First, the police officer should in, introduce himself mm -hmm. in name, in rank, and where in composition from. Okay, so that's the first thing. Go on. Mm -hmm. You should be able to see his police number because yes. there are people posing as police officers now. That's true. Mm -hmm. that, is, that, that, is, that is reality. Yes. After him introduce himself, he mm -hmm. will ask if you have anything to declare. Right. If you do not have anything to declare, I do not have anything to declare. Mm -hmm. From time to time, he might look into the vehicle. Mm -hmm. But however, he is empowered under legislation to carry yep. out a search because right. he might suspect that there might be guns or drugs or something on board. Mm -hmm. It is purely subjective. He can just ask for a search. Allow him to do his search. Okay. If he's searching the front of the car, you look at the front of the car while he's searching. If he's looking at the back. He should also encourage you to look as well. Yes, sir. And it's reasonable it's as well, you know? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. That is when it's done properly. Okay. After him looking the car and everything, and there's nothing to suspect, he will mm -hmm. ask you to be on your way. So in the state of special emergency, they will ask you to roll down your window a bit so they can see who is inside the vehicle, and mm -hmm. so forth. That mm -hmm. is standard procedure. Sometimes that standard procedure is taken out of, out of hand and they start being physical and all of that. That is, that is incorrect. All right. So in relation to, um, the, well, no, in relation to the searching of a citizen's premises, now I know that a citizen has a right to their own personal property which would include their premises as well. Um, so I have always been taught that once a police officer wants to search my property or, or come onto my premises, then they would need, then they would need to, to serve me with a search warrant and request a search in relation to the context of which that search warrant, that search warrant has outlined. Now, if the police are searching for, like, drugs, then I also have a right to get a copy of that written directive from whosoever has given the directions, like the, ser the sergeant or the, the, the higher officer authorizing the search. So all of this must be outlined to me, and I must get copies of these. Now, um, we know that with the zone of special operations, state of emergencies, that might not be what has happened. But um, tell the listeners now from the criminal lawyer's perspective, what is the, the right procedure, the legal procedure in relation to the citizens' rights that they should observe when their premises are being searched vis-a-vis um, -vis the police's right for searching a citizen's premises? All right. That is another tricky issue. And that is an issue that I have come across myself in practice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Zone of special emergency and state of emergency. And the zone of special operation, I mean. Yes. And the state of emergency. 
this mm-hmm. limit right that you'd have naturally been entitled to. Okay. However, if the police is acting acting on information, he might mm-hmm. not necessarily need a warrant. He will come to you, he'll inform you that they have gotten information, have they gotten reason to suspect that gunmen pass through this house or there might be drugs in this house. Right. So so it so so that's in relation to whether or not there's a state of operation or zone of emergency. That's just general across the board. Generally across the board across the board, they will need a warrant. Okay. But in okay. The, in the state of emergency, they will come to you and they will mm-hmm. tell you that they believe. Okay. It is their opinion. Mm-hmm. To avoid conflict, you can allow them to do their search. Mm-hmm. But you should watch them. And they right. should encourage you to look at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it All limits right. the use of warrants, but it is, like I said, everything that in Jamaica, once you limit something and you give mm-hmm. police the power, that is a clear checkpoint to abuse. Once you tell them that, yes, man, you can do that, mm-hmm. it will be abuse. And Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I have come upon, I have come upon a situation where, um, I, I have not really, I've not really, um, experienced the full blunt of it, but I, I, at one point I was passing through a zone of special operations and it was a situation where the police had stopped in the road. Now I'm on a hurry and yes, I know my rights. You you as a police are always the one who is saying that, you know, you shouldn't obstruct, obstruct traffic. Now, the police stops in the road, and I toot my horn about two or three times because now I was getting annoyed. Now, the police pulls over to the side of the road, and I pass. Then the police officer turns on his siren and proceeds to stop me. So I pulled over, and I said, yes, officer. He comes, he comes out of the car and he says to me, um, why was I blowing my horn? So I said, excuse me, you, with all due respect, officer, you are always the persons who say that we shouldn't, you know, traffic should not be obstructed. And you, you, you give tickets and you do this and you do that. Now, I'm trying to go on my merry way and here you are obstructing my traffic, right, for me to move. And this is a zone of special operations, now, his response to me was that, um, yes, this is a zone of special operations and this is a special operation car, so you should respect the car. But, now, I'm saying to myself, um, this man took me for idiot. So, so, he asked for my documents. I gave them to him. He searched and he went on the phone and he made a lot of checks. I don't know if he was searching for, for gold. But apparently, he couldn't find anything. So he had to give me back my papers and let me off with a warning. I allowed him to state his warning. But at the same time, I was saying to myself, yes, it's a zone of special operations. But my rights as a citizen should not be limited in that aspect. When, when it was clear that the police officer was obstructing traffic, right? And it wasn't a situation where there was any stop and searches or there was anything in terms of um, inquiries, into public safety at the time no i say that to say that sometimes and yes i agree with you when you say police have abused their powers especially when certain things like these are implemented because right then and there it was clear that the police officer was trying to abuse his power over me right but 
Um, because he wasn't able to find something to latch on, he had to let me go. But woe mm-hmm. be unto me if he was able to find a ticket for me. Then probably he would have called me off. But I'm just saying to just confirm your your point that police do abuse their rights over citizens, especially in circumstances like these. Yes. And imagine if that happened to you as an attorney. I only ask you to imagine what happens to the day-to-day people that has mm-hmm. lived in these kind of areas. It There needs to be a proper oversight body. Not an oversight body of police officers because the same police officers will turn a blind eye to wrong because of the crony. You need mm-hmm. to have an oversight of respectable people in the communities. Whenever you're doing state of emergency, you find the most respectable people in the communities so that mm-hmm. they can be the oversight. Because there's a lot going on. Yes. And, and most of the stuff, 90% that of what is going on is just put under the carpet. Put under the carpet. It's just a part of administrative mm-hmm. um, casualty. It is that administrative casualty. It's people. It's right. people. But because right. it's regular day-to-day people, mm-hmm. it doesn't attract as much gravity. Right. So I- police in Jamaica are very mindful to who they disrespect and mm-hmm. how they should treat each person, which is not supposed to be. Right. Because the state of emergency isn't to criminalize everybody in the community. That's true. Mm-hmm. It is to still uphold your duty as a police, uphold your duty to this country, and uphold your duty to civilization. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of constitutional right and power that is given to them under the constitution. But because of poor oversight, poor management, mm-hmm. poor accountability, mm-hmm. it is just a well, the state of emergency can be a good tool, but yes. the way it is utilized and the way it's being carried out, it is just yes. so sloppy. It's not effective. It's not effective in that manner. Yes, yes. I agree. It will be a good idea up at the top, but while it trickles down to the small man and to on the ground, him do whatever I want. So what yes. we're getting from the prime minister is that it is this and it is that and it's lovely. Mm-hmm. It trickle down. The, the little man on the ground should be educated on the same level, why is there a state of emergency in my community? Public education um, campaign should be got to each door to door. State of emergency in your community in 15 days. What yeah. are some of the concerns? What, what would people like? Mm-hmm. What are some of the issues that the persons are facing? What are some of the difficulties people will face as a result of this? How will yeah. it be mitigated? I have a listener who says that um, about, what she said, two days ago, um, she was subjected to a zone, well, she was in a zone of special operation. It was in a zone of state of emergency. She was in Denantown area. And she said that she went to visit her mother. And by the time she drove into the zone, which was less than 10 minutes she just dropped off something to give her mother. And by the time she was leave, she was about to leave, the police told her at the checkpoint that she was they, that they had orders that no one was to come in and no one was to come out. So right then and there to me, that zone of special operation transferred uh, um, into a state of emergency for me per se. 
because mm-hmm. it was it was in broad daylight it was working time the lady had to get back to work and all she went into the zone was to drop off something to give her mother and now she was being told less than 10 minutes she went into the zone that now they have orders from heads from from the bigger heads to say that no one comes in no one goes out and they were blockaded inside the zone for several hours several hours no, I'm saying to myself that the police are getting away with so many unconstitutional things because no, you have stopped people's freedom of movement and you have not given them a reason why. Because I would have appreciated they said that, you know, we have gotten an intel that some people are in here with some guns and we have gotten orders now that we cannot let out anybody or we cannot let in anybody. You understand? But they're going to say no. You can't leave. You have to stay here for several hours. I know you have disrupted my entire day. It's just unfair. I believe very much unfair. Understandable. Sometimes I know what will happen based on experiences that while you're in the, the zone, sometimes something will happen um, in another part of the same crackdown zone and they mm-hmm. believe that they want to catch this person or catch those persons so mm-hmm. they create a total lockdown at each exit to entrance but there's always designated exit so what they're supposed what they sh- well well what they should have done in that situ- particular situation was mm-hmm. to say to you there's a designated exit over to the east of the zone or to the north of the zone instead of wasting your time altogether mm-hmm. so that is what i go back to say the coordination and the communication and how they bring across themselves in a zone Mm-hmm. It is yeah. like you just take somebody off of the road, put him in yeah. a uniform, and mm-hmm. tell him to go talk to people. Mm-hmm. They have no proper training for what they are going to face, for mm-hmm. difficulties they're going to come across, for issues day to day residents. These right. people are complex, they're annoyed, they want you to leave. Yes, mm-hmm. there will be confrontation, but how do you defuse it? You're going to fire back a shot in at the crowd. Right, right, right. So true. And when, and when those things happen, you don't hear it on it on the news. Yes, uh, you never, you never heard of these things. It is the like news. it's like in those um state of emergency and those areas, it's a police city, a right. police state. It's like a state within a state, yes. where so many atrocities are done, so many illegalities are done. That's mm-hmm. why I go back to say the oversight is very important. You can't have police overseeing police we as jamaicans see the error in that happening police Mm -hmm. overseeing police it doesn't lead nowhere if i'm disgruntled with a police and he's your friend what do you do you Mm. tell your friend that never report him yes yes leave your address and information Mm -hmm. no wow so 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 no well, let, let me retract that statement and not be presumptuous of <laughs> <laughs> you. Right now, you're, you're making some very big proclamations here, you know. So, as I said, let me retract. Let me retract <laughs> that statement. All right. So quickly, though, Ronaldo, um, a listener, Mr. Linton, he said that, um, he said to ask you, what if I'm being questioned, searched, or arrested? What should I do? Um, before you answer that, though, I'd want you to, to give him what's the usual procedure when, when there's 
you know, just the usual procedure under the constitution, and then you now give him what is the expected procedure, like in a zone of special operation um, or a state of emergency. All so right. he wants to know what if I'm being questioned, searched, or arrested, what should I do? All right, ordinarily, mm-hmm. if it is normal scene, no yes. state of emergency or so so, mm-hmm. he should approach you, mm-hmm. sir. May I have a search of your person? Mm-hmm. So forth and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's a standard procedure. Yeah. Allow him to do his search. Mm-hmm. Simple. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be groping you or harassing you or dealing with you in any. We call it. Inhumane way. Mm-hmm. So allow him to do his search. Allow them to do their search. Mm-hmm. In case of emergency, they will do the same thing. They will allow you to do their search. That is that is constitutional ar- across the line. Okay. But, however, they should not be draping you up. They shouldn't be dealing with, dealing with you in any hostile manner. And they shouldn't mm-hmm. be asking any hostile question. Mm-hmm. Your questions can be limited to yes or no. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where are you coming from? You're coming mm-hmm. from there. Where are you going? I'm going right there. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything with you? No, I do not. Mm-hmm. Then, what about when you're being arrested, though? When you're being arrested, the best thing to do at all points is to contact your attorney first. Mm-hmm. That is for, as I said, in, a, in an ideal world where Jamaicans are equal people with access to attorney. As I said, we're not talking about poor people. Yeah. There is no lawyer he's going to contact right away. Mm-hmm. So let's take it out of that reality and bring it into the reality that we deal with on an everyday basis. Yes. He should first and foremost inform you why he's detaining you. Yes. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. And that is the reason I said with the state of emergency from time to time. Them say boys from a corner mm-hmm. and put the boys them in the van. No but reasonable no, suspicion or nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a normal That's world, like the United States or Canada, you can resist. Yes. Remember, he has no legal basis to detain you. You know, you have all right to resist. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. a normal setting. Yes. For example, me. No police is going to put me in no car. <laughs> well, I would not advise everybody to resist. But if he don't, don't follow a protocol, he cannot put me in any car and he can't ask me to follow him going to station. Mm, that's true. So, Why would so, so I follow you to station? So, the, so under normal circumstances, so he should, um, he should tell you why you're being arrested. Um, mm-hmm. And then you say that once he tells you why you're being arrested, then he would invite you to come down to the station with him. For questioning. Okay. Um, so, well, we, well, we, funny fact, fun fact. Do you know that at no point, even so, he's supposed to, how it usually goes, how it, it's supposed to go. It's mm-hmm. follow me to the station, question, mm-hmm. and after questioning, you are detained. Okay. For your counsel to come. But from time to time, what they will do, which is not also illegal because the constitution make a local provision for it. Well, invited oh. them to the station, mm-hmm. detain you, 
And then they will hold it for the, the 24 hour until the legal representative or the 36 hour until mm-hmm. the legal representative come to um, allow them to ask questions and so forth and so forth. Okay. But what I see happening now, which is very bad, and I really hope the police change this attitude. They mm-hmm. arrest and they detain you, and then they're going to do their investigation. So they arrested the tenure and then do their investigation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Funny, you know. No, you laugh, but believe me, I, I tell you, sometimes I look at it and I just want to cry because the injustice <sighs> for these people. I just want to cry, but I say, no, man. Somebody have to defend them in the sauna. Somebody have to defend them. Yes. Because yes. how you must sorry someone and then go do the investigation because... We don't have enough information. Then they release the gentleman if they don't have enough information. Exactly. But usually, usually, oh, I understand it. You get your information first. Then you don't understand. Police work is done backward now. So so have you ever been in a situation, though, where um, a child, and by a child or a minor, I mean somebody under 12 years old, has been detained or arrested, I should say, um, have you ever had any experiences of those situations with children? I've never had a minor, per se. Never mm-hmm. had a minor. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those, those are usually technical cases. And they are usually careful in those cases. I, I have to admit from time to time, they're yes. careful when it comes to minors. Okay. Well, that's good, though, because I know whether, whether or not you know the law. The common sense must tell you that you can't arrest or question a minor without an adult being there, mm-hmm. uh, a legal guardian being there, you know. So I, 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 I was concerned whether, given the state of emergency and zones and special operations, whether, whether those, were, you know, those reasonable or common sense principles mm-hmm. would have been thrown out the window if those were any experiences that you've had. But, you know, it's really good, though, that... Well, um, like I've said, Roxanne, it's an exam, and that is only the two points that they would have gotten on, on the exam out of 10. Mm-hmm. So All right. They, so they oh, do some good possible. things. Oh, mm-hmm. they do some good things, mm-hmm. but then they do the, the other eight bad things. Right. They can't really call it a pass. Mm-hmm. It's in between. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. What should what should I do though if I'm being charged as a citizen under normal circumstances? What should I do um, versus in you know these uh, special zones or special or states of emergencies? If you're being charged, as mm-hmm. I've said, you reach out to a family member, tell them you're being charged. Police yes. officer, even in state of emergency, you should still inform you what you're being detained for, what you're being charged. What that what you're being charged for. Soon mm-hmm. as you inform me of that, mm-hmm. you remember, tell them you'd like to speak to attorney. The attorney should reach out to the police officer. Mm-hmm. Tell them who he's calling on be- behalf of, and then they'll set up a question and answer. Okay. And and just for clarity though, Ronaldo, I believe that a lot of persons uh, telling the laymen. They don't know that there's a difference between being arrested versus being charged. Because a lot of people think that as long as the police have you, you are either, you are charged, you know? 
But mm-hmm. tell tell the listeners though what's the difference between being arrested versus being charged. All right. When when they arrest you, it is the same thing as they're just detaining you. They have mm-hmm. questions to ask. They might want to know mm-hmm. the affiliation with a person. They probably mm-hmm. have information from informants that you are mentioning some altercation and they'd like to clarify the issue. Mm-hmm. The detention, I would say, is always sometime done. Mm-hmm. Some officers get it right, some get it wrong. It's sometimes a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Their information, they'll come to you, they will detain you, and then ask you to consult your attorney, and then they'll question you. That okay. is basically... Um, I wouldn't even call it arrest. I'll just call it detention. Because sometimes okay. when you say arrest, arrest can have so many meanings and become conflicting. So when you're right. detained, okay. normally mm-hmm. they're supposed to hold you up to 36 hours. Sometimes it can mm-hmm. up to 48. So, the so 36 to 48 hours, the, the, the maximum is 48 hours. Maximum. And that is usually in cases where they have their information, but they're still waiting to gather more. It's not supposed to be oh. when they do have anything at all. So not, oh. so what they do sometimes is that they try to build a case in that um, two to three days. Oh. It, it's in that two to three days they are building a case that they should have spent the month or the week trying to come up with. Right. Right. So what is happening I'm, I'm, is that mm-hmm. you will be detained and then they'll be like, all right. We need to start work on the case. Find out that the 48 hours are about to finish, them charge, you know, for the alleged offense. And while they're going mm-hmm. to court, they're building their case. It, that's yes. so unconstitutional and an abuse, um, abuse of the court system. You know, trying to build and the case while you're in prison. And this is why, Ronaldo, after, after these many criminal arrests, or charges, so-called charges, have been dropped because you can, you can, um, you can actually confirm this that a lot of these silly charges have usually when they go to court they are dropped for want of prosecution. Police don't come anywhere, um, etc., etc. For for several reasons. Yeah. And after these charges have been dropped, then slowly but surely. You know, the the civil suits follow. The suits for false imprisonment. The suits for malicious prosecution. They now come after the police. They come after after the attorney general because they know, you know, are the heads of of, um, servants of the state. And so you have now these suits being now Mm -hmm. always levied against the attorney general for these, you know, unnecessary mm-hmm. um um situations which now have caused all these civil suits to arise. Yeah. Because I have I have many experiences where the false imprisonments are ridiculous. For example, mm. I have I have a client where he's a he's a fisherman. Um he was on his boat out in the Port Anderson area and he said that the policemen came there, searched his boat, and they arrested him under the petroleum act said that he never had enough petroleum to to um for his boat and they detained him for i think it was over seven days and after they detained him they charged him for a completely different offense ransacked his house police jeeps went over there embarrassed the man searching for drugs 
Remember, no, they they arrested him on, on petrol under the petroleum act that he never had enough mm-hmm. petroleum for his fishing boat. And then now uh, it turned now over into them now searching for drugs at his home, his baby mother's home, and, and it was just a mess. You know, that is, so, that's the so, clear abuse, abuse mm-hmm. of their power. Mm-hmm. So I understand you when you say that they usually arrest or detain you, and then after they do their and it's, it's really so it go for true. And the biggest hindrance to justice in Jamaica sometimes will be, uh, I, I, uh, let me pick my words correctly, not to be too radical. <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're still picking the words. <laughs> <laughs> the process. The mm. process. Sometimes it's the biggest injustice. Let me not call what the process is or who the yes. process is, just to yes. save future political mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. The experience oh, in doing it and the delay yeah. in doing it is so frustrating. And sometimes yeah. it is so demoralizing to the, to the layman. Him just mm-hmm. get beat up. He's just falsely arrested. Obviously, the right. police has some issue with him and detain him for mm-hmm. how much days and how much weeks and for him to file complaint firstly for him to get a lawyer that willing to take him case right it's a case that requires money it's a case that requires time requires yes. effort mm-hmm. for to find a lawyer that will take the case is one sometimes the mm-hmm. difficulty is hard for the layman and then after mm-hmm. him find a lawyer that willing to take the case the next two mm-hmm. the expense in taking the case. You want to know the attorney general and government agency. Mm-hmm. Once you file a claim or trying to make a claim against them, it mm-hmm. will take so long. It will take probably the first three months before you get a response. Uh, I then, I am I am now facing a situation where I am going to have to apply to the court to 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 have the matter proceed in default because even. Since I filed the claim against the Attorney General, they have acknowledged service and for, for several months now, not even a defense has been filed. And it's it's not really to blame the body aspect per se, because sometimes they, they and, and truth be told, sometimes they might say that they have issues with the investigating officer at the time. They have to try to track down the investigating officer. They have to try to get um statements from the police officers around that time and stuff and stuff and so forth. So it it actually delays them in filing a defense. But but um in even in that situation though, there is never a word or a statement or reaching out to the other side or the other attorney to say, hey, this is our position. Can you grant us, you know, just some, some extension of time or something to allow for the process to move more smoothly? You understand? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a big hassle. It's a big hassle. What mm-hmm. people should do, what people should do, and I wish this happens in the future, people should demand mm-hmm. what they want from their politician and yes. hold them to that standard. People mm-hmm. need to understand their value. People need to understand that they are society. They are, they are the justice system. They mm-hmm. are the legislative system. They are the executive. Yeah. We, they appoint persons to that, but they are it in its embodiment. 
And yes. you can just see the way they are regarded and treated by these different bodies. Them go, mm-hmm. uh, them want to get their matter before the court. They want to get through to this organization. And it's like they have mm-hmm. to play and beg. Yes. So who is actually being served and who is doing the serving? Right. Who is the right. servant and who is the master now? The people yes. are the master. Yes. But the system needs to do better for the people. The system is failing the people. Um, mm-hmm. People can't get proper representation. People can't get proper access to justice. That is a constitutional right, you know? Access yes. to justice. Yes. The people need that- to come together and, and lobby for access to justice, access to redress, for them yes. to even get paid out for... So, um, you, you're injured by a police vehicle... You wait mm-hmm. almost 14 years for compensation. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. True, true. So true. So the system just need the system is failing the people. Em. The system mm-hmm. is spending money on so much stuff that is not necessary. Yes. They're spending money away from the problem instead of spending money directly on the problem. Lack of employment, lack of job. You are going mm-hmm. to spend $14 billion to secure a constituency that not yeah. even have three university graduates? Uh, so what are you trying to say? Who oh are you trying to benefit? How are you spending $5 billion in a community that not even have two university graduates? So where are these people doing with their education then? It is mm-hmm. obvious that intervention needs to be done not on the, when they reach 18, but when they're five, when they're six, yes. that is where the money needs to be spending. Because it's that 66-year-old going to become the 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're, you're, you're touching on some very, very crucial points, though. Some very it is, points as well. It so. is the, there's a lot of constitutional thing that is right in Jamaica, the way they're going about it. But it's yes. being done in a very right. unconstitutional manner. Yes. All right. And on that note, though, people i just want to say that um if you feel as though you have been your rights have been abused by a police officer then there are certain places that you can check out you can um make complaints to certainly an attorney at law can get on the case but separate and apart from attorney at law you have and you can you can help me out here another you have the the the, the public defender's office or the mm-hmm. office of the public defender i should say um you have well you have the the office of the professional responsibility in the jamaica constabulary force arm you have the police public complaints authority and mm-hmm. you have human rights consultants as well who are actually deal with these abuse of rights process um by the police officers and mm-hmm. as, as i said before you can also contact an attorney at law who can actually get on the case as well. Ronaldo, you know, listening to him, you can hear that he does a lot of those things as well. So, you know, if you need to contact him, Ronaldo can give the listeners the contact information for you in relation to, to that as well. So you can share that now for the listeners. All right. For all the listeners of Roxanne Bailey Show, mm-hmm. you can always <laughs> call me. For free legal advice. But yeah. as regards representation, that's a different issue. <laughs> so the free legal advice comes at 850 5216. 
So that's 850-5216. All right. Um, so any last words you want to... Well, I know that you have spoken very passionately throughout the entire show. But any last words you want to leave with the listeners um, just, to, just to affirm anything or solidify anything, um, you know, the floor is yours. All right. So the first thing is that, yes, we all know our right and we should always respect our right. And we should always know when our right is being um, offended. But however, from time to time, if you can see where you can diffuse a situation from escalating, you can diffuse yeah. it and escalate. You can be in your right, and then your right become wrong. Even right. though you see this police officer is trying to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. You can just stay in your right. Do not become contentious. Right. Mm-hmm. It is always good to say your word against his mm-hmm. because you maintain your composure. Do not yeah. become aggressive. Even if he's been aggressive to you, it will solve mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you get his badge number, you get his mm-hmm. full name, and you mm-hmm. get his rank and where he's stationed. Yes. Being confrontational with the police officer sometimes will leave him doing unconstitutional things. Which mm-hmm. no one likes that. Mm-hmm. That is the abuse. Yes, you're in your right, but sometimes mm-hmm. don't put yourself in a position for persons who are not aware of your right mm-hmm. to take advantage of his um, abuse. His mm-hmm. So allow officers to do your search as long as you know you don't have anything, you don't have anything to worry about. Allow him to search the person. Always double check to see if anything is missing. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in your house or not. Yes. And you immediately alert them to what you believe is missing. Mm -hmm. Not saying that things will go missing, but, you know. Anything can happen. (laughs) Anything can happen. Yes. So that's all I have to say. Always know an attorney. Always have some attorney that you can consult, even for advice. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much again, Ronaldo, for joining me and being the guest on my show this week. Um, persons were really looking forward to this discussion, and I know that they were very much informed this week. And as usual, every week, um, remember that case by case airs every Wednesday night at seven p.m. sharp. And for those persons who have not yet joined my um, subscription list, they can send me an email, a text, they can leave comments, um, or they can even leave voice messages on my podcast. And I'll show, I will surely get in contact with them or add them to my mailing list as well. All right. So until next time, bye. <laughs>